I tell my work what I'm doing. I tell my directs what I'm doing because a lot of them are women. And I want them to see that I am making an effort to not disassociate my family from my work. I am making an effort to show you that you can own your power of being a mom. No one told me it was okay to be a good mom and a good leader. You're listening to Pearls on Boards, an inspiring podcast for high-powered working moms with your host, Sharissa Kell, a remarkable entrepreneur, inventor, and globe-trotting visionary who is transforming lives and empowering others to stay fit, healthy, and energized along their journey. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Pearls on Boards. I'm so excited to sit down with Chayla Gage today. Chayla is currently the Senior Vice President of Talent and DEIB at Reformation. Chayla has more than 20 years of experience in talent and DEI, and she is the proud mom of three boys, and we are so excited to talk to her today and learn more about how she does it all. Hey, Chayla, how are you today? I am good. Thank you for having me. Good. Yeah. Thank you for sitting down with me. So I am excited just to hear about you and your journey as a mom who's also doing incredible things in your career because I feel like it's very different to do <laughs> to do it before you have children. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about my story. So it's amazing. My husband and I are coming up on our 20-year wedding anniversary. And in reflection of that, I was thinking about, you know, the last 20 years and just the amazing experiences that my family and I have had over the last 20 years. And my children are 18, 16, and nine. I have three boys. And for us, I was told that we couldn't have kids. And so my husband and I started our career journeys a little earlier. We started off as entrepreneurs before we had children. You know, running your own business and being pregnant was just a lot. That was something. That was a lot. That was a yeah. lot. And it was a difficult pregnancy. So my first two children, I worked for a RPO organization and I would do all my work during their nap times. And it's amazing how much you can get done in 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And so I used to get my best work done when my kids were smaller. Because there was this urgency and this fire to get everything done within a certain amount of time. And so for my first two children, up until they were like six or seven years old, it was just me and my husband back and forth. He was always in a sales job. So he was gone during the day. And most of my work I was able to do when he would get home at like two o'clock. And so we had these off shifts. And then... The first time I became a leader, I started taking it seriously. And I remember the book, One Minute Manager. That book, like, it helped give me just little snippets of things to do to be a better leader. And it started my self-help journey of trying to read everything that I could to become a better leader. And I feel like my journey as a leader has helped me be a better mom. And as a mom, it's helped me be a better leader. Like, it's amazing how much as a mom, you're an empath. Like, you 
You put the feelings of others before yourself. That I was able to see around corners, like it synced for me. Being a leader and being a mom are very much two important factors of my life. And I realized earlier on, because my husband and I had this way of managing our children and managing our careers, that I needed both to be integrated. And so I remember Sheryl Sandberg's book, Lean In, and I was so excited to read it. And I was excited about her. And like, I was a part of a woman's ERG and she came to the women's ERG and we were talking about her book, but reading it, it didn't fulfill me. It didn't feel like her recommendations of success and her support system. I didn't have that. I grew up in foster care, and for the last 10 years of my life, from the age of 7 to 17, I lived in 10 different homes. So I don't have that familial support. And my husband's family, they're very supportive, but we ended up moving a lot throughout our careers. And so what I realized is I needed work and life to integrate. And so I needed my employers, I needed my teammates, I needed my direct reports to know my home calendar as much as I needed my home calendar to know my work calendar. And so that was a real pivotal point of me understanding this is how I, Chayla Gage, can have both, is they need to integrate. They cannot in any way be separate for me. Yeah. And I think it is hard when you don't have the resources to find a way to integrate both worlds very seamlessly and be transparent with your team and your family so that you can function at a high level and be present in both your work and your home life. Yeah, it was of no benefit to keep one a secret. But I realized later on in my career, I had more autonomy and I had more confidence to really be forward with what my family needed from my career. And I didn't have the roadmap in front of me. I didn't see anyone. The women that I had looked up to, I had heard nothing about their families. Like they kept their lives separate. And as I started moving up in my career, I started realizing I'm not the only female that has these aspirations. Over the last 10 years, my family and I, we've moved six times in 10 years. And those six moves have elevated my career, but they've kind of, you know, put a pause on my husband's career. And what I've seen is a lot of women who are in the C-suite, who are senior level executives, their partners or their spouses or their support really is supporting their career and their family. And without my husband being a champion of both, I wouldn't be in the seat that I'm in today. Yeah. And I think that's stuff that people don't talk about enough, just to be honest, and kind of why I wanted to do this, because I heard a lot from women who were kind of in the infancy of being moms, right? They have these babies at home and they're like, I don't know how. I can't see how to get from here to Sheryl Sandberg. I cannot see it. And people are only talking about what it's like to be here in the infancy of momhood or what it's like to be at Cheryl's level. No one's talking about like, how do you get there? 
I feel like what I hear over and over again is like, you need that support within your immediate home from your children, from your partner. A hundred percent. I'm responsible for placing people or matching people in jobs, basically, right? So when I had my own business, it was an executive search firm that focused on diversity placements. And I am raising three Black boys. What I love about the work that I do is I tell them all the time what project I'm working on, what company I'm working for, what we're doing. And my boys have been able to connect our personal life with my work life because I am head of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so in 2020, after the murder of George Floyd and all of the racial tension happening in the world, it was one time where my work and my life like just collided. And I was grateful that I had raised my kids in a way that they have seen me manage work throughout their lives so that when 2020 came, and I was in front of my computer 20 hours a day. And when the racial tension was happening and I was having conference calls and dialogues and my sons, they had school at home and I was working from home and we were sitting right next to each other. They were asking questions about my work and it really felt like, okay, this is my normal. My normal is for them to understand what's going on and for my work to understand, look, I'm raising three Black boys and in a period of racial trauma, I have to be ever present for them as well. Yeah, I'm sure that that time period was kind of special as a mom to see it was because you have invited them on your journey as your career unfolded. But for them yes. to actually see in real time, like, wow, my mom's doing this, like, in real time, this yes. very important, meaningful work, not just for herself, but for us and our future. Exactly. And that's beautiful in the midst of an unbeautiful yes. time to be able to like. A hundred. And that happened because you brought them along the whole time. Yes. You don't know what you're doing when you're doing it, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> hindsight is a blessing. I do think that because I had a lack of familiar support, a lot of what I did throughout my career and in this, I call it the bridge period because it's exactly what you said. There's a period of my career where my kids were like in elementary school and my career was taking off. I just had promotion after promotion after promotion. And what I realize in hindsight is my family and I, it was the core of us working on my career. My family's from California. We moved from California to Arizona and then to Nevada and then back to California, then to Connecticut and then back to California and then to Southern California. We went from Northern California to Southern California. And through all of those changes, I had to tell the kids, here's why mommy's leaving this job. Here's the next job that I'm going to and here's the impact that it's going to have on you. And the last role that I took, my son was in a senior in high school. And I thought for sure that he was not going to want to move, but this was the job of my dream. So me and my employer said, okay, I would do the commute um, from Northern Bay to Southern Bay, California. And when I told my son I was doing the commute, 
He said, but mom, that means we have less of you. And I said, yeah, but you get to stay in your senior year. No, mom, we do this as a family. Like, that's the moment where you're like, oh, I did something right. (laughs) There's this resiliency that children have that I am amazed at every time we put them into a situation and you see it. Like, I've seen my children grow. And I think I really am lucky that it was truth, honesty, transparency that kept us sane as a family. You did more for them because you moved them than if you would have kept them somewhere because now they're going to be more empathetic because they're going to be like, no, I get it. Like, you know, this thing is important to you because it's important to your family. And I get that because I moved around. And so maybe I don't understand why it's important to you, but I understand that it's important. Because they saw that, they experienced that in their lives. And I think that's huge to like expose them to humanity, (laughs) you know? What is amazing now is that you mentioned as you grow up, as you continue on in your career, things get a little easier. And that is so true because now I don't mind having my team over and having my family at the house. I'm feeding you all the same thing. and. In the middle of a team meeting, I will pick up a call from my son. I will do that today. And everything that I do with my family, I tell my work what I'm doing. I tell my directs what I'm doing because a lot of them are women. And I want them to see that I am making an effort to not disassociate my family from my work. I am making an effort to show you that you can own your power of being a mom. No one told me it was okay to be a good mom and a good leader. I thought I had to only show one. And now my current employer gets the best of me because I'm not apologetic about my children. I was out of the office for my son's graduation and I put my office on that I am celebrating my son graduating high school. I want organization to know that your family is important because without our family's support, we can't do this. It's not possible. Speaking of the supporting structure and community that a working mom needs, let's take a quick break to listen to a message from our sponsor. Supporting a family is tough. It takes time. And sometimes saving time is something that we really need to do. Hi, everybody. This is Chris, the chief operating officer and proud husband of the CEO of our company, Neo Team. When my wife invented this product, she designed it specifically to save time but keep quality high. There are times where Sharissa is pushing the envelope at meetings, and I'm at home with the kids, making sure the house stays clean, making sure they're getting to school on time, taking them out on adventures. And I can tell you, it is a lot of work, and having Neo Team available makes our life a little easier. I can just drop it into a bottle for the boys when we're going on a hike together or the beach. And I know they're going to get some good high quality protein and electrolytes and they love the flavor. We're excited to bring other people on this adventure with us. So head to neoteen.com, pick yourself up a sample pack or a box, try it in the morning, try it with working out, let your kids taste it, do all the good stuff and let us know what you think. Hey, Chris, thanks so much for your support. I really appreciate you and couldn't do it without you. Now let's dive back into our conversation. I feel like corporations would be so much more successful if they allowed 
this beautiful weaving of people being human at work. I feel like once you become a mom, like I somehow lost the title that I had at my job and I'm now like just a mom. You are. And so you feel like as women, you have to separate the two so that you're taken seriously at work. But all of a sudden you say you have a kid and everyone at work treats you like your mom. I don't you yeah. know what I mean? And I don't know if that's what it is, like that women have been in the past afraid to share because there is such a distinct shift once your coworkers or your male yeah. coworkers find out you're a mom. You know, there's also this connection with talent management. I've seen and a senior woman that I looked to as a mentor, as a guide, she called it the mammy syndrome. And at certain points, she was getting feedback about her soft skills more. And she realized it after she came back from maternity leave. It was, how do you make your team feel? It was less data points as far as she's driving the business, whatever percentage. It was more of her team is leaving or her attrition rates. It was more soft skills focused. And when she called it out to me, I started paying attention. And what I started doing being HR in those performance review meetings is calling it out to say, hey, we're talking more about her soft skills. And soft skills are important, but leaders get promoted based off of the impact to the business. And so how are we showing her impact to the business versus her mommy skills? Just because we are mommies outside of work It doesn't mean I want to be your mommy in this organization. I don't want to. I want to have the same title that my men counterparts have. And I want to be looked at for the value that I bring. What would your advice be like for how they can enter that and kind of change the narrative so they are seen for their hard skills? It's us. We have to start talking. It's our language. It is how we communicate our successes. I tell every person that I mentor, you should have a kudos sheet. Your resume needs to be updated with all of your accomplishments. Even if you start a new job, 30 days into that new job, you need to be updating your resume. Every 30, 60, 90 days, that resume needs to be updated with your accomplishments because when it's time for your performance review, you want to talk about all of the great things that you've done and you have to talk about it as if you are applying for a new job every single time. It's what men do. Totally. They toot their own horns all the time. Then they have no problem. And I don't know why we feel like we can't. We apologize for being moms. We apologize for having a life outside of work. And when I became unapologetic, my power shifted. And that power, like I own it. I raised three children and I am a senior level executive. I have a successful marriage. I have made business impacts. I've created business strategy and I am a mom. And I own both of those with as much pride. Like one doesn't outweigh the other. I'm proud of them both. I've kind of had to just like reconcile that. Like, okay, my boys know who I am. They know what I'm doing. They see me in the trenches doing hard things and they know why I'm doing it. My husband gets it. Like at the end of the day, there's going to be people who love and hate me regardless of what I do. 
regardless of how I do it. And there's so much freedom in that. And not to say like, I don't care. I do care. I want to make sure people feel a certain way when they're around me. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to apologize for being successful. I'm not going to apologize for doing hard, great things. I'm not going to apologize for being efficient with my time. I'm going to go out there and maybe I'll look like a hard ass at work, but at home I'm super lovey and nurturing. Like I don't care if people at work think I'm a hard ass because that's my role at work. Yes. And I think in our workforce, there's this expectation for women, for us to behave a certain way or for us Mm -hmm. to to be soft. I used to hear the phrase, I don't hear it anymore, thank goodness, rough around the edges. She's rough around the edges. I used to be Um, (laughs) talking I got told she's rough around the edges as well as executive presence, which executive presence just means you don't look or act like the majority. And I've given that away. But as women, we also have this need to please. And that need to please makes us a little more apologetic than others. And that need to please is sometimes holding us back. There's a book that I read by Tiffany Dufu called Drop the Ball. And she talks about like how as women, we are given as much trials and tribulations as men, but we feel like we have to keep all of the plates spinning. Everything has to be perfect. And what she's saying is some balls aren't yours to own, or if it is, not at this time drop the ball. The world will not end. Understanding when to let go, when to ask for help, it just makes you a better leader. It does. My husband's a former special operator in the army and their rule was like, if you have 40% of the solution, execute. And it's kind of one of those things like, is everyone going to do it exactly the same way you're going to do it? Nope. But ultimately, does that matter? It doesn't. If you're delegating that responsibility and they're not ruining the task or the quality of the task, it doesn't matter how it gets done. And I think that is true. Like you learn at home how to relinquish so that you can be better at your job, but that then empowers you at your job to relinquish, which then helps you at home because now you can be home more, you know? Exactly. One helps the other. There was one leader I had, her name was Maureen. And when I found out that Maureen's husband was a stay-at-home dad, it was like, where have you been all my life? Like, I have not heard of another stay-at-home dad of a woman in a C-suite. And she was a CHRO. And so she had a lot of successes along her career. And I was like, it would have been nice to hear of her story when I was in the throes of the middle school, the elementary school, just in the throes of raising the kids, Mm -hmm. it would have been nice to know I'm not alone. Yeah. And I think that's because mom guilt is real, but I think mom guilt is real because other moms aren't sharing what they're feeling guilty about or like what their resources are, you know? And so I just think like being open about our process and like our experiences is so helpful to empower the younger women or, you know, maybe not even younger, but at different stages who are wanting to succeed, like it gives them hope. Like a lot of us, we're trying to figure it out. And I think being able to like share that is so important. Yeah. That's why when I saw your podcast of really talking to moms and talking about what it's like to be in the C-suite, 
I wanted to just share because I didn't see this as I was raising my kids. And it would have been really nice to know that there's a roadmap and there's a blueprint to how this is done. I always ask my guests to share one key tip with you. But before she reveals her pearl of wisdom, I want to thank you for listening and invite you to sign up for my weekly newsletter, Why It Matters, where I share quick insights about current health trends. Also, I'm excited to announce that next week we have another amazing interview with Rebecca Kerper. So stay tuned. Now let's find out what that pearl of wisdom is. I say have your vision board, have your North Star for your career of where you want to go, and then build the support system of your dreams and understand what that support system is. If it's your spouse, if it's your sister, your aunts, your best friends, Know that it will take a village to help your career get to where you want it to go to, but it is so worth it. Everyone that helps you along the way will be a better person because of it. Yeah, I love it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for listening. This season of Pros on Boards is produced by Mixed Series Studios, a music and multimedia production studio in downtown Jacksonville, Florida. Visit the Pros on Board show page at mtsjacks.fm for information on our guests, episode transcripts, full video interviews, and more. Don't forget to subscribe to Pearls on Board's podcast on your favorite podcast directory and on YouTube.